You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. Hey, I am Joe, and might as well have a little fun and heat, right? Early this morning, and uh, well, nothing like uh, breaking the heat with a sign war started by, I guess it was started by a McDonald's right down the road from a Dairy Queen. Hey, DQ, want to have a sign war? They were, we would, but we're too busy making ice cream. I have a feeling that whoever was at McDonald's probably shouldn't have done this because I think DQ, when it comes to the milkshakes and the ice cream and stuff, they're going to have it all over them, you know, like making barbs about their off-broken milkshake machine at McDonald's and things like that. So all the photos went up on Facebook and everything and the area chamber of commerce benefited and i mean hey you know it's all good for business and everything which is the eat out business has been incredible so it's pretty interesting i I think you know when you're sign war but i mean that makes sense right you got mcdonald's dq down the road so they're going at it but when the local bank gets involved and they put out a sign that said Ice cream machine broken? Hey, we got a loan for that. <laughs> I love that. The sound of life. It's the most wonderful time. Yes, the most wonderful time. Oh, the most wonderful time of the year. Have you guessed? <laughs> It's July 25th on maybe the hottest day of the year. We have Christmas in July. I want you to hear. Now, we're talking about Operation Christmas Child Shoeboxes. Why are you talking about that now? For one thing, because it's July 25th. And for another, pretty soon, I mean, before you know it, you'll be doing back-to-school supplies, right? Pens and pencils and things. And that's a very important ingredient in Operation Christmas Child Shoebox. How do they impact people? Well, let's listen to someone. Hang on. My name is Nadia, and I'm from Ukraine. When I was 10 years old, I received a shoebox, and this is my story. My parents had nine children, and they raised all of us in a tiny three-bedroom apartment. My father was underground minister, and when I was seven years old, communism broke down in Ukraine, and Christians were free to worship. Even though we were free to worship Jesus, we were still laughed at and a lot of Christians were thrown in jail. Because of all of this, my father had a hard time providing for all nine of us. When we had nothing to eat next morning, my mother would stay up all night praying to God and he would always answer to her. Because Jesus is so amazing and if you put your trust in him, he'll never let you down. When I was 10 years old, my mom took us to a local church. That Christmas, she could not give us a gift, but Jesus did through Operation Christmas Child. And when I opened my box, I couldn't stop smiling. In my shoebox, I received a Barbie. And I was so excited about my Barbie. And I remember when I came home, I could not wait to share my Barbie with my friends. And I used to arrange sleepovers. And we used to share my Barbie with my friends. And I would not see my Barbie for days, but I was still joyful because I was so excited to share my Barbie and remember how joyful they were. That brought happiness in my heart. Today, I'm a mother of three awesome kids. And looking back now, I can only imagine 
how thankful and relieved my mom felt that day, watching all nine of her children play with new toys and being so joyful. Never knew that one day they'll come to America and they will be able to give back. I want to encourage you to pack a shoebox because not only that will put a smile on a child's face, but you will also answer a parent's prayer. Mm. I know that Collection Week seems like forever away. Middle of November starts on the 14th, but take the time to do that. Think about it. Might as well start making a little list right there, right? That little list of items that you're going to put in there starting to change a life for Christ through that little shoebox. And you can check it all out online at Samaritan's Purse. Okay, Samaritan's Purse. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The Sound of Life. I am Joe, and, uh, well, I debated about whether to do Monday Mug Day, but I thought, you know what? That, that gets the week started off right. Monday Mug Day. Who does anything fun on Monday, right? Well, we do. We got some power issues going on here at the Sound of Life. In fact, we may have a transmitter or two off the air. But you know what? Let's do Monday Mug Day, shall we? It's an interesting day in history, the 25th. North Carolina becomes a royal colony in 1729. Ooh, we're a royal colony. Check in. <laughs> hundred years later. No, uh, 75 years later. See how that's going for you, right? Pretty amazing there. Allied forces began the breakthrough of German lines in Normandy in 1944 on this day. When did they come ashore? June 6th. Wow, we. All right. And Voyager 2 actually encounters Saturn. Voyager 2 was launched in the 1970s. 77, I believe. Correct me on that. Came around Saturn in 81, just within the last year or two, has it gone outside our solar system? I mean, you would think it was doing like 30 miles an hour in a school zone, <laughs> the way it's going, but it, things are big. I mean, it's incredible. Just going outside the solar system. You can still see the sun, though. I mean, it's tiny, the tiniest little, little bitty of a thing light. Going there, but finally out into what they call deep space, you know, outside the solar. Ooh, now it's only got another couple of hundred million light year miles to go or whatever just to get outside of the galaxy so we can take a look at the other billion galaxies <clears throat> get an idea of what God has created. Think He can make a place for you? Think God can take care of you, handle your life and things like that? Wow, so that's an incredible. So right after Dr. Tony Evans' words of wisdom, I'll give you an opportunity to win the one and only Cup Joe Morning Show travel mug. All right, so hang on. Waking up with a cup of Joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I've stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words putting into sentence doing. The sound of life. Here we go. It is Monday, Monday. All right. And of course... The first person on the Cup of Joe Morning Show hotline with the correct answer to my uh, question that has to do with today in history. Well, you get the one and only Cup of Joe Morning Show travel mug. All right. So the question is this. In 1850 on this day, what is discovered 
in the Rogue River in Oregon extending this quest for it up the Pacific Coast. Is it In-N-Out Burgers, the perfect wave, dude, or gold? Call right now, 800-946-1765. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. <laughs> Here we go. I got to say congratulations. All right. <laughs> I got to say congratulations to Ron. He's in Hopewell Junction because he correctly said that it was gold that was discovered in the Rogue River in Oregon. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much, Ron. I appreciate you guys very, very much. And uh, we'll be getting you the one and only Cup of Joe Morning Show travel mug as we persevere on this morning after the storm, if you will. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face and a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. It's Christmas! Excuse me? Well, it is... It is the 25th. Oh, maybe this will cool you off a little bit. Silky smooth sounds. Mr. Bing Crosby. You know it. Sing along. Oh, my God. Just like the ones I used to know. Where the treetops glisten. And children listen to hear bells in the snow. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas with every Christmas card. Now, I want you to hear from Vladimir, who got an Operation Christmas Child shoebox, which is the whole reason we're doing Christmas in July, really. My name is Vladimir. I received my shoebox when I was nine years old. Here's my story. Wow. I was born and raised in Kiev, Ukraine. I was born. All right. So, Vladimir, by the way, uh, it, it has a very... Uh, unusual story in that he did get an Operation Christmas Child shoebox and all the thing of all the things that were in it right, <laughs> it's kind of funny because he's known as the dental floss guy uh, growing up in a culture rife with bribery he said his shoebox gift was given with no strings attached and it showed me God's unconditional love and he said, the thing that I didn't know what it was, was dental floss. And he said, I love the way it tasted. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. <laughs> so I said, I just, I just licked it. I thinking it was candy. And then I learned it was for brushing your teeth. So I rubbed the floss 
on the outside of my teeth. I thought Americans were interesting people if they brushed their teeth with a string, but decided since they have beautiful smiles, it must work for them. I wondered if it was an invention that hadn't come to the Ukraine yet, he said. <laughs> this was years ago. And he said, once the wax wore off, I used the fancy string to tie sticks together to make toys that would float in the water. Inside my shoebox was also a note and a picture from a couple who lived in Colorado. Years later, it meant a lot to consider how they gave their time and their money to bless me. And it really gave me an example of unconditional love, no strings attached. And so, since he was living in a place where there was bribery was commonplace, rarely a gift was something without, you know, expectation in return. And so, years later, he came to the United States. He works for the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association now. He loves Christ and is an example of what that simple shoebox can do. And now, if you put dental floss in it, I wouldn't be surprised, right? So we're doing Christmas in July to kind of jumpstart in a really big way, thinking, well, the middle of November, November 14th, that's a long ways off. we got a lot to happen. But if you start right now making a list, say, school supplies, you know, that'll be coming up before you know it, and things to put in there, get some dental floss and stuff, and a, and a really cool toy for a, a kid named Vladimir somewhere else in the world, right? Just if we can get started. You can do that at the website, of course, which is always easy to get to. They love it when you go to SamaritansPurse.org. Check them out. Right? Okay. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Have some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. The Sound of Life. It's Christmas! What? Oh, man. It is the 25th, isn't it? I guess it would be Christmas in July, then. Cool you off a little bit early this morning. See some flurries. <laughs> Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yuletide carols being sung by choir. And folks dressed up like Eskimos. Oh, it'll be here soon. Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe help to make the season bright. Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep. Tonight They know that Santa's on his way He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna spy To see if reindeer really know how to fly and so I'm offering this simple phrase to kids from 1 to 92. Although it's been said 
Many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to to you. So here we go this morning, all right? Now, it is Christmas in July, and the reason we do that is to publicize Operation Christmas Child Shoebox, which will be collected starting November 14th. And I know you're thinking, that's like forever away. It comes up fast. Was it July just a moment ago? Forever away? So here we go. Just the little bit of effort to start making a list. And one thing that's coming up, of course, is school supplies. You'll be uh, checking those out pretty soon. I want to tell you about a missionary team from the Marshall Islands. It recently set sail on a 57-foot boat named Cloud Nine, transporting cartons of Operation Christmas Child shoebox gifts on board that small catch. 57 feet is not a lot in open ocean water. Their destination, two of the most isolated islands in the Kwajalein Atoll. If it says Atoll, <laughs> there ain't nobody there much, really. You just pass on by. Uh, it's part of the Marshall Islands, nation located in the Pacific Ocean between Hawaii and Indonesia. Friend, that is literally in the middle of nowhere. It is a more than a thousand square mile coral reef, features one of the world's largest lagoons. It is an isolated place at the ends of the earth that even boats find tricky to get to. Well, we praise God that this missionary team braved difficult seas to show 143 children that God has not forgotten them. And you, my friend, might have packed that shoebox almost a year ago. And that's how it takes to get there. That is all in the process of Operation Christmas Child. It is it's quite an effort. It's absolutely amazing whether you're going to have somebody named Vladimir in a in a in a you know your eastern european country who has never seen dental floss before or a little girl in some place who just loves this doll never gotten a new toy before. I have seen children in other countries not know how to get a little matchbox car out of the package because they've never gotten one before. They could be eight years old, six years old, and so they need help. And boy, they know what to do with it when they get it. What it signifies is that somebody that doesn't know them without strings attached has given them a brand new gift and said, God loves you. Make no mistake about that. These gifts were are, are really proclaiming the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the whole reason for it. And that's the reason we're doing Christmas in July. A little bit this morning, right? Let you know about SamaritansPurse.org because that's the website that you go to. Find out all about them, who we are, what they do. You got videos, podcasts. You can get involved. They got a store. Tell you when the, who's, where the collection centers will be right down the road from you starting on November the 14th. Again, the website is SamaritansPurse.org. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The Sound of Life. Years ago, kids. But by the way, I'm Joe. I'm the Joe part of that. Uh, just call me the Cup. Okay. A lot of years ago, kids. Going to give you a little history lesson. It was Johnny. Joni. Johnny. I'm thinking of Johnny Erickson Tata. They spell it the same. Joni Mitchell 
wrote a song called Woodstock. You probably know it well if you're my age. But kids, she saw the human race trapped in a bargain with the devil, and she urged listeners to seek a simpler, more peaceful existence. She sang of the return to the garden. She spoke for a generation longing for purpose and meaning. Her poetical garden, of course, is the Eden, Garden of Eden. And that was the paradise God created for us back in the beginning. And, of course, in this garden, you had Adam and Eve. They met with God on a regular basis every day until uh, the day that they made their bargain with the devil. And that day was different. And then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord, the Bible says, as he was walking in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord. Of course, God knew all this. But God was asking them, you know, what have you done? Why are you hiding from me? Why don't you come out? And they're blame shifting. <laughs> I always thought, wow, boy, that's been going on for a while. But God didn't leave them there despite their denial. He made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. Because they realized all of a sudden, we don't have any clothes and we're naked. Oh, what are we doing? But here's a forerunner of God providing because he sacrificed a, an animal t- to make the skins for them. What an incredible uh, forerunner of what would happen. Now, God didn't give us a way back to Eden. He gave us a way forward, really, into a relationship with him, which is pretty awesome if you think about it. Jesus' blood on the cross, forgiveness of sin, resurrected. We're resurrected with him we have that power, that, that grace that he gives us to be with him as heirs to the throne. He is putting you, his signet ring on you, if you will, his robe on you. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. But, Father, help us not to blame others for our own faults and failures. Thank you that honesty with you means a relationship with you. Amen. All right. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Years ago, I had to be 100 years ago, uh, the Sound of Life was at a concert at Faith Assembly of God in uh, Poughkeepsie. Faith Assembly of God, a big concert there. Well, it wasn't a big concert. It was just kind of a little concert because nobody knew who they were. It was called Group One Crew from Orlando. And we had a small crowd there, but they gave it all they had, man. They were so humble. They were great. It was a couple of guys and a young lady. And I remember everybody was talking about that young lady because she had some voice. Her name was Blanca. And that's who just did that song, The Healing, there, along with Dante Bow. So as they say, someone will always be prettier. Someone will always be smarter. Someone will always be younger. But they will never be you. Absolutely. Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. I see where vaudeville is coming back. Now, from what I understand, vaudeville is basically entertainment. Like when I was a kid, we'd watch on television. You watch variety shows, right? They had singers and jugglers and various entertainers, maybe a comedian, something like that. It's like that, except it's in front of a live audience. And in its heyday, back in the day, it was before television, I guess maybe movies were around and stuff, but it was a big form of entertainment. People would go and there were shows, a lot of shows during the day. And there was a very famous actor, very famous actor, 
who actually started out that way. In 1980, a journalist, James Bodden, interviewed the legend, Cary Grant. His real name was Archie Leach. Now you know why they called him Cary Grant. Started his career in vaudeville. To give you an idea of what it was like being an entertainer, the glamorous entertaining days. Yeah, He said we'd work up to six performances a day, go on the all-night train to the next destination, had to sleep in the coach car, Three or four of us would bunk in a single room. Meals were cans of beans heated on radiators. You'd wash clothes in the bathtub. Uh, he said, Gary Grant, he said, I was a stilt walker. That was my specialty. But I also performed in comedy skits. When the troupe returned to England, I decided to stay behind. There was more promise of jobs in the U.S. and Canada. Was it a lonely night? Was it a lonely life, he was asked. Cary Grant said, on the night trains, I'd look into the windows of the houses along the way, and I'd see people living ordinary lives. That was my goal, to live in my own home. Your ordinary life doesn't look so bad now, does it? Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. I am Joe. Good to have you along this morning. Got a week of vacation coming up in August. I right, just kind of wondered about that. I know a lot of people right now, you're juggling, right? You know, like that guy on the Ed Sullivan Show. Remember him with the plates? Had them all going? <laughs> I feel sorry for managers this time of the year. I, 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 honestly, I really do. So, uh, oh, good morning, Cup of Joe, morning show, Heather. I'm so glad you called because I think you're headed out somewhere, right? Yeah, my son and I, Atticus, who is uh, 15, are going to be headed to Malawi, Africa. Whoa! So, uh, one of, yes, I know, yeah. Um, first time out of the country for him. This will be my second time being in Africa um, in my lifetime. But the organization, Joe, that we work with, uh, Crossover Cups Mission for Dominican Republic, you went and saw that mission uh, this summer in the Dominican. Um, they have another arm of that mission, which is in Malawi, Africa. Wow. And there's a vocational school there. And there's, uh, this is really cool, Joe. Right now, there are a lot of Muslims coming to know Jesus <gasps> in that area. They are, they are turning away from Islam and they are coming to know Jesus. So one of the things that we will be doing is making sure that those uh, new converts get Bibles. But we'll also be doing um, some Bible camps. I'll be doing some teaching with some women. We'll also be doing some teaching with pastors. There's about um, 10 of us going, and we'll be gone August 2nd through uh, the 13th. So your prayers are appreciated for sure. Oh, absolutely. I thought you were going to say you're going to be gone for a year or something, all the stuff you got to do. I mean, (laughs) man, oh, man. No. Are you taking anything with you? Um, I, we will be taking um, some Bibles. I will be taking some old cell phones. I know that sounds weird, but they actually can use, you know, our older style cell phones. And then we'll be taking some things that we can do with the kids, like some deflated soccer balls, um, you know, some bracelets and crayons and that kind of thing that we can give out that the kids don't necessarily get. Wow. So how's Atticus, your 15-year-old, how's he uh, preparing for this? Is he excited about going, or are you dragging him to this? No, no, no. He's excited, but I don't think he has any idea what he's going to experience. My daughter 
three years ago, took a trip to the Dominican with me, and I got to see the same mission work that you did, and it was life-changing for her. The Sound of Life. Today we're celebrating the start of the uh, U.S. Postal Service. Never realized it was so significant in the country's history, starting before the country actually started. Benjamin Franklin, uh, first postmaster general, like 1775. It's pretty amazing. And yes, it was a rebel a rebellion against the British postal system. But one of the great things that happened besides those post roads was the Pony Express. Now, the mail left on ship out of New York headed for the West Coast. And it took a long time to get there, as you can imagine. So a private company called the Pony Express started. You've probably seen those in the movies and stuff. It ran between St. Joseph's, Missouri, because that was kind of like you know, out to California. And it took like 10 days. Riders, crazy. Now, don't feel bad. They rode like 2,000 miles. But they changed horses every 75 to 100 miles. They had outposts. It was quite a thing. And it took about 10 days. So that was huge. It cut the time in half. The only thing about it is, and maybe this was a godsend, it didn't even last a year, not because it couldn't do it, but because of the invention of something else. Well, you know, once they got the poles and the wires up, I don't even know what I just said. I hope it was okay. But they could get the news from New York to California in a matter of seconds, yes. It's always that new innovation, right? And that one came quick. Boy, for, for like the 1800s, that one really came quick. It was uh, amazing. The Continental, it was in 1861, the Transcontinental Telegraph Line. wonder what would happen next. See, then you had instant communication. It's hard to even imagine. I've thought about that a lot. You know, you go, you just took it for granted that, you know, your news was weeks ago, days ago, months ago, whatever, you know. And now you found out things that happen around the world instantaneously. Is that good or bad? I don't know. Well, <laughs> on with the show. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The Sound of Life. Cup of Joe Morning Show on the Sound of Life. Honey in the Rock, yeah, featuring Brandon Lake, done there by Brooke Liggertwood. Hey, I am Joe. You know her better as Brooke Frazier. She married Scott Liggertwood and made it harder to say her last name. Anyway, no, she's okay. She's from uh, New Zealand. And Brooke Frazier, you know, or as, uh, and Hillsong United there, of course. I think it's been 17 years at Hillsong United. That's okay. It's a pittance of time compared to one couple. The husband is 85, and he insists on taking his wife's hand everywhere they go. He was asked why his wife kept looking away. He responded because she has Alzheimer's. And then he was asked, will your wife worry if you let her go? And he then replied, she doesn't remember anything. She doesn't know who I am anymore. She hasn't recognized me for years. <laughs> wow. And you've continued to guide her every day, even though she doesn't recognize you. That elderly man smiled and looked into my eyes and said, she may not know who I am. But I know who she is, and she is the love of my life. A great way to start your day.
The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. The Sound of Life. Hey, I am Joe, and I've got a little bit of a, uh, a funny bone thing going on here because it's kind of an interesting anniversary involving Sir Walter Raleigh. You remember he came here. He's from England, right? Well, today's the day that he headed back to England. And whenever I see Sir Walter Raleigh in the news, I always think about that uh, wonderful telephone skit that Bob Newhart did, supposing what it would have been like if we'd had phone communication, you know, and he uh, discovered something, which nowadays seems kind of silly, but in his day turned out to be a big deal for a long time. But I, I think Bob Newhart illustrates just kind of how silly it really is, even though at the time he was doing it, it, it we, were, we were into a big... You, you'll see what I mean, Sir Walter Raleigh calling back to the to the colonies right there. Uh, hello, who's, who's calling? Uh, Sir Sir Walter Raleigh from the colonies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, put him on, will you? Hi, Walt, baby. G- good hearing your voice. Things things are fine here, Walt. The uh, a boatload of turkeys you sent us over here last November. They're they're still here, Walt. Uh, yeah, they're walking all over London. <laughs> See, that isn't a holiday over here, Walt. You got another winner for us, Sir Walt? Have you? Tobacco. <laughs> What's tobacco, Walt? A leaf. You've got 80 tons of it. (laughs) (laughs) The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Might as well get up and do something. The Sound of Life. I tell you what, David Diaz Jr., seven years old, is getting all kinds of awards in the state from New York there. It's over near uh, Buffalo. And, uh, well, you do that when you save somebody's life. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, he's seven years old, yeah. Guy was choking. He's at uh, elementary school there and went over there and did the Heimlich maneuver. Pretty cool. People were amazed. I mean, there were adults there and all that stuff, and he did the Heimlich maneuver, and he said, you have to save everybody in life. Don't you love that? I mean, I love that attitude. Amen. It's a great Amen. attitude. Amen. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. The Sound of Life. Glad you're along right now because, you know, you hear me talk about wonderful opportunities, tips. Like people get extravagant tips and turns out they're a single mom or they're trying to go to college. Things like that are really cool, you know. You have an opportunity to be one of those people. Don't you, don't you like, boy, I'd love to be able to do something and help somebody. You know, I see somebody in dire need. Well, I'm going to tell you about somebody that's in dire need. Radio stations, or Christian radio stations across the country have found out the situation in Somalia. And it's a long ways away, but they're real people. And something has happened that's out of their control. It hasn't rained in four years. The water's dried up. The animals have died. The crops have died. Their children are malnourished. They're malnourished. It's a really dire situation, and we want to help them. We want to show God's love to these people. You can do it in a very practical way. As an organization that has put together what they're calling a survival kit, World Concerned did it. It has food in it, water, items to help a family survive this. And it's $100 per family. You leave a nice $100 tip right there. You say, I'm going to rescue that family right there. And you can do it right now, right? Right at our website. We've got a banner up. Just click on that. Right at our website, soundoflife.org.
org. The Sound of Life. Man, it is really nice out now. Whoa, I'm just loving this. Uh, sorry, it is nice and it feels good, doesn't it? I mean, you know, it's the anticipation of the change, actually. People say, you know, we anticipate the change. People say, what do you like, summer or winter? I like the season in between. Yeah, When you're anticipating warmer weather, when you're anticipating cool, refreshing weather. And it's, it's really pretty cool. This mom was... Pre- anticipating peace and not getting it. You've been there. Devin Linden is taking her two children to swim practice like she does every week. This particular day was one of those days where both children were having what is commonly described as a meltdown. And it's not a pretty thing. You don't understand it. You don't know what to do. She's just trying to hold it together and a stranger came from out of nowhere. This particular stranger might have been an angel But this particular stranger handed her a note, and a note happened to have encouraging words in it. And it said to Devin, you got this. You're going to make it. And she was so grateful that she didn't pass judgment on her or her kids, but decided to bless her with these kind words. And she was also very grateful for that $100 bill that was in that note. That's what I'm talking about. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. I am Joe and loving on you this morning, finding out what Dwayne Johnson's up to now. He must be making two movies at a time. I mean, it's, it's amazing. He has more movies than a furniture store has sales. It's absolutely it's, it's incredible. I don't know how he does it, but he, and, and no surprise that he was getting a People's Choice Award recently. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So now he goes by Dwayne Johnson pretty much. He's He's kind of changed that wrestling image over to the big smile and stuff like that. And he is known for being kind and giving people things and stuff. So he was being presented the award from guest presenter Jeff Bezos. That surprised everybody. And Jeff was talking about how he has this unwavering kindness. And, you know, and so he presented the award. And Dwayne Johnson was talking about meeting very important people and how important his work is with Make-A-Wish Foundation, calling it a privilege and an honor. That's where someone who's going through an illness gets to make a wish, right? And so in the audience was Shoshana, and uh, she was thinking she's probably in a dream, wake me up or don't pinch me, I'm in a dream. She said, it's crazy. Uh, And thank you to Make-A-Wish in general. She said, I never expected something this crazy would happen. You can bet that this was one moment that neither her nor her parents will soon forget. Because he mentioned her from the stage. And he said, I want you to come up here on the stage. And he said, I want to give you this award. Wow. We giving up something, right? It's pretty amazing. I thought that was pretty incredible. I, you know, I hope he knows Jesus. I really do. Uh, Quickly. (laughs) Okay. But he said something that's really true and we can all relate to. And coming from someone, you know, you say, yeah, but he's famous and he's wealthy and all that stuff. Well, he realizes that he has a platform and he wants to do the best he can with it. He sees somebody that he can bless with something. That's what he's going to do, right? That's what he knows to do. And I think it's a pretty big deal for somebody to give up part of themselves, right? But he said, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. Remember. 
the Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The sound of life. Boy, I love the... This is just amazing. You put yourself in the place of the mom. May have been a while since you've been mom of a newborn baby or even twins, complications, things like that. One of her premature twin babies was declared dead by a doctor. And Kate immediately cuddled him against her bare skin. She told him his name. She explained how much she loved him. After two hours, he opened his eyes. And he began to breathe normally. And eventually made a full recovery. Now he's bouncing all over the house. He's one of those twins. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Boy, this story's going to start out pretty rough. Especially since it's a four-year-old right there. And his name is Cutter. He was admitted to Children's Hospital in Texas back in the middle of April. He has undergone nine surgeries due to the severity of his injuries. Horrific accident. The details of which have not been disclosed. Wow. He was unable to walk or eat solid foods. Four-year-old. He has since been released to go home. That was the middle of June. The little boy has far surpassed doctor's expectations. He is now not only walking, but running, eating solid food again, and is regaining the weight he lost. Now, the doctors, when, when medical personnel say, that's, that's like a miracle. They've never seen things like that happen before. It's very happy for people that know him and love him, his parents especially. But one of the things that you should know about Cutter I guess this is typical of Texas. They start him young in Texas. And he's been roping cows since he was three. You hearing this correctly? He is now four. He's been through this trauma. He's feeling depressed. The medical people said he's depressed. What can we do? Well, maybe we could bring him his dogs. And his mom said, no, bring him his heifers. (laughs) And the response was, are you kidding me? That's a cow, okay? Bring him his cows? They did it, and it really turned him around. It was amazing. The community came together to raise thousands of dollars to pay for medical bills. Isn't that amazing? His mother, Amber, was thanking the friends and family and strangers, you know, that came from out of nowhere to help out. She said, your thoughts and prayers have been heard. He may still be recovering, but he's already with his cows again, in fact. This is a four-year-old, okay? He took home a prize for the reserve champion in uh, the latest competition back on July 3rd. Now that's what I'm talking about. I'm telling you. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words putting into sentence doing. The sound of life. Picture for a moment, if you will, the beautiful scenery on top of the mountain in the Alps, as Julie Andrews singing on the hilltop there, right? Uh, the, the company back in the 1970s, kids, we used to have real ad campaigns. <laughs> they were emotional. I'm going to share it with you, and boy, will this spark an emotion in you. I guarantee it. Because when it came out in the 70s, it did the same thing. They got these young people on a hillside outside of Rome, and they were singing. I'd like to buy the world a home and furnish it with love. Grow apple trees and honeybees and snow white turtle doves. That was real. 
I like to teach the world to sing with me. And they sing, and they had a great time. And they loved it so much that a British group called the New Seekers sang it as a full-length song. It went to the top of the charts on the radio and everywhere. As whimsical as it was, it really struck a chord right there. But that vision actually was seen by the Apostle John as he was writing down what he saw and was instructed to do so. Uh, and, and, and every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them. There's nothing whimsical about this anthem. As in Revelation chapter 5, verse 13, nothing could be more realistic than the price paid by the one to whom this song is sung. Wow. Yet this is what it took for the Lamb of God to bear our sin and defeat death, overcome our fear of death, and teach all heaven and earth to sing in perfect harmony. Wow, every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them. That's what he saw. That must have been something. Wow, Father God, Father in heaven, help us to sense the wonder of what you've done to give us a song that can be sung in joy by everyone and every living creature. The sound of life. So hot weather continues. I know you're going, man, oh man. I mean, most of us in the 80s, depending on where you are, you get in the hills and stuff, maybe, you know, closer to 80, uh, low 90s for a lot of us. So uh, it's pretty hot. And then the humidity rolling by like this morning, you know, and stuff. Well, the 90s, when you get into the upper 90s, it messes with the FM signal. And a few years ago, I was reading about this. And quite honestly, I was pretty skeptical. Uh, there's a technical name for it, which is, what do the engineers call it? Thermal induction. And I read this article and they said basically it causes the signal, the FM signal, to tunnel. So that makes it when you're short distance, like we are here at the station, short distance away from the mountain outside of Woodstock there, Overlook Mountain, or Mead Mountain. That's where it comes from. We pick it up very easy. We find it suddenly difficult to pick up because it's staticky and stuff. And you're like, what? Something's wrong with the transmitter. It's just the signal be, being affected by the, by the air. And I was very skeptical. They said, but what happens is it tunnels and it goes way down. Like you could be in Florida and pick up the signal. And I'm like, okay. All right. Well, yeah, maybe. Okay. That's weird, right? Well... The weird thing is, it actually happened in reverse. Uh, our manager, Connie's coming into work one day, a couple years ago. It's hot, right? She's driving down Ulster Avenue, listening to 89.7. That is a station out of Kingston, right here in the Hudson Valley. Comes in clear as a bell, right here, right? Right here in Lake Katrine, Ulster Avenue. She's listening to 89.7, listening to a song. It came out of the song, and they identified themselves as a station, 89.7, 
in Tampa, Florida. She said, what? And she, at first, she thought I was making a mistake or something. She was like, whoa, 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 what is the problem? And then she realized that she's actually listening. And within a moment, a few moments, the station faded out and... The 89.7, the sound of life was back on again. So it's funny, but it really does happen. So I appreciate your patience. You know, when it gets hot, it, it may be hard to pick up. But hey, look on the bright side. Maybe you can pick up another Christian station in Florida. Waking up with a cup of Joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. A few years ago, a man named Rodney just finishing up his college degree, wondering what he was going to do. And was going out of his neighborhood and saw an elderly gentleman really struggling to get his grass cut. And he thought he'd help him out. And he ended up cutting his yard, cut his grass. And he thought, wow, you know, I bet there's a lot of people like him who could really, it would really benefit them because of some reason. You know, age, uh, money, right? Um, whatever. Can't get their grass cut. And it means the world to be able to do that. It's kind of a little thing, really, you think about. But, boy, it it really shapes up their place, makes them feel good. The neighborhood feels good and everything. And you know what I could do? I could start an organization. I don't know how long this took all in his mind, but he started an organization to get school-age children that are able to be able to handle a lawnmower to volunteer to cut their neighbor's grass. Can you imagine that? What a wild idea. And he called it Raising Men Lawn Care Service. It is now called Raising Men and Women Lawn Care Service. It's a 501c3. They provide free lawn care to elderly, disabled, single parents, and veterans, okay? And he said, you know what I'll do? I'll set up, I'll I'll organize it so that if you say, I'm going to sign up, I pledge to sign up, all right? And And I'll take a photograph of myself holding a sign that says, I have accepted the 50 yard challenge. Now, if you're like in New York, you can shovel driveways full of, that got snow in them and it counts, okay? And he's got, it's really cool, he's got it incremented so that every 10 yards you get a different color t-shirt that's a Raising Men and Women Lawn Care Service. Got the logo on and everything. Now he's being he's being sponsored pretty big time now. He's got a van, he travels all over the country. Because uh, when you get the 50 yards, he said, what I'll do is, you promise to cut 50 yards when you get there, I'm going to give you a brand new mower leaf blower goggles all kinds of stuff it's really cool and i follow him on twitter i am rodney smith and i'd like to say really congratulations to jacob from dover plains new york he's accepted the 50 yard challenge i just saw this last night and so and then and i'm not done and i don't know if they know each other possibly but christina is from dover plains as well so, uh, you know, uh, man, that's, that's, that's absolutely awesome. Thank you for wanting to make a difference in your community, and it'll make a difference in yourself. Volunteering to do something very practical. And he gives God all the credit. Rodney does. He said, well, God put it in, organized the whole thing. He's got over 1,000 kids around the country doing this. 
and he's kind of flying under the radar with a lot of people, you know. But sometimes he makes the local news. But this time, I wanted to give kudos to the, the kids out in Dover Plains for pledging to do this. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. You know, you've got an excellent opportunity to show God with skin on, really, you know. Your hands and feet and the actions of people, they will see God. Now, there's no doubt about it. And it is coming up because I know you're a generous people. When you hear really bad news and that people are in trouble, you're going for them. Just like a, a burning house running in to save people. That's what you're going to be doing. And Somalia has turned into that. We just found that out like a week ago or so. Somebody went in, a reporter went in with a photographer video and taped it. I mean, even people at the World Health Organization, they were stunned. They had no idea because of the drought that's been occurring. I mean, very little rain in four years. Basically, he's like, it hasn't rained in four years. And so animals are dying, crops died and stuff. There's about 300,000 children that are at risk of perishing. There's a million people that are really malnourished. It's, it's, it's incredible. But World Concern has put together these kits, and they're going to get them out there. You fund them, they will get them out there. And they contain life-saving ingredients like water and food and other things that they need to help a family. And um, as I've said, I know how to say, en hombre de Jesus, in Jesus' name. I don't know how to say it in their language, but I'm sure World Concern does. And it'll help them out. So, and I know you're a generous person. So, $100 a kit for per family. That's what it is. Got as many families as you want to get kits, I'm sure. Uh, you do that. Click on the banner on our website, soundoflife.org. That's what you do. Okay. Listener supported the sound of life. Whenever I see the photographs, especially those new ones from the web telescope, wow. It's amazing. I always think of God's words saying, I have made the earth and created man on it. My hands stretched out the heavens and all of their host I have commanded. He said that through the prophet Isaiah. Now, some people believe you got your science and you got your Bible. Oh, it's okay. It's faith. You believe that. But I'm going by the science, man. That's what I... Well, over the years, I mean, people, a lot of people scoff at the Bible claiming it wasn't scientific, and maybe you kind of thinking, well, yeah, you know, it's it's not really scientific, but I believe by faith, right? <laughs> it must be kind of hard to do then. <laughs> Some people even go so far as to say, well, if you believe the Bible, you're a fool, right? The Bible told us the earth is round. Did you know that? Way before people thought it was or knew that it was, in fact. Yeah, it's Isaiah again, the prophet in chapter 40. It is he who sits above the circle of the earth. And its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. Looks like that, doesn't it? Yeah. The Bible also told us the stars in the sky were innumerable. That's in Hebrews. Uh, when astronomers said that was ridiculous back in the day, right? Was, you know, they claimed they could count the stars. As yet, they acquired more powerful telescopes. They had to keep adding to the numbers. And finally, if you've seen the photographs, you're like, it's it's crazy. It's They're uncountable. I think they've said that now. The Bible tells us that God stretched out the heavens into a limitless expanse, which we can never measure. And he filled it with stars as numerous as sands on the seashore. And, of course, modern science confirms that is true. 
I mean, the closest things are millions of light years away. Anyway, the Bible says that by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. That's an astounding statement right there. That again is in Hebrews. And modern science shows that everything we look at consists of protons, neutrons, and electrons. So it was the Bible told us these things we see are made of things that we don't see. It's absolutely true. They also said you're knit together in your mother's womb and collagen goes together. The scientist put his fingers together and said it's woven together. I got chills thinking <laughs> about this. I'm like, wow, it's been there all along. It has. I believe the Bible is the word of God, and it's true. You know why? Because my friend science confirms it, right? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. The sound of life. I am Joe, and Got some exciting news. Yes, first I have to tell you that she was born in Mexico, came to the U.S. at seven, spent five years away from her parents, worked at McDonald's to support her family. She's now 26 years old. She's been to uh, Johns Hopkins University School of Engineering, UCLA Engineering. She got all that. She's worked for NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. She's now 26. And Katya Escheret... Esharetta, okay, best I can do, is going into space. The first Mexican going into space. Katya, wow, it's absolutely amazing. It was confirmed recently. She's been involved in five different space missions already, but now she's going into space. So at 17, her family's breadwinner working at McDonald's, and now the electrical engineer will be the first Mexican to go into space. It would be pretty astounding wherever she was from, really. And I have a word for you, Katya. You know, believe the Bible because science proves that's true, right? There you go. The Sound of Life. I want to share something with you just real quick. On a day, I mean, I don't know what you're facing, obviously. I'm not omnipotent yet. <laughs> Lisa Turkhurst has been through a lot. And if you don't know, just check her out. You know, Google her and stuff. She has quite a ministry because of that. She probably would say, God, you know, if it's all just the same, can I have just like have the same ministry without having to go through all this life I've had, this tears that I've had to go through and loss and all that stuff? And <sighs> probably not, because that's how you learn, right? So when she speaks, she knows what she's talking about. And when Lisa says God is absolutely trustworthy, it's true. But it's okay, she said, if it takes time to find your way to that truth. Life can be hard and confusing sometimes. Be patient with yourself, with yourself and one another. Lisa said, I promise God is patient and kind and able to handle your questions. You see, he loves you more than you know. The Sound of Life. This is just astounding. I love sharing things with you that are just amazing. It is a been separated for a long time, reunited. The years they were apart, 79 years. Now, this, these are two friends, all right? And they were teenagers when they suffered, endured, side-by-side, slave labor, 
in a labor camp in Poland. They were Jews. There still are. Uh, they were separated after one of them escaped into the forest. The other one was moved to a different camp, ultimately liberated. Of course, neither one knew that they had survived. That happened quite a bit. Both of them went to the United States. Um, it's just amazing. I mean, teenagers at the time of their imprisonment, they managed, they both managed to immigrate to the United States, even though they didn't know it. They both went to Ohio. They both lived for 40 years unaware of each other's existence before eventually moving to South Florida. It was just absolutely amazing. What happened was last Sunday, one of them went to a dinner and at the uh, United States Holocaust Memorial Museum South Florida dinner, found his old comrade to be the guest speaker. He jumped off the seat and he came running over to my seat. He says, you're my brother. I was very emotional, he said. I'm normally not a not very emotional guy. <laughs> if you're going to get emotional, that's the time to do it. It's incredible. He said, we were pushing coal to the oven to make heat, to make power. Jack said he worked at the same place. Ron said of their time in the camp, Hard work, bad conditions, cold, hunger, hundreds of people died. It wasn't uncommon to wake up in the morning and find the person next to you cold. Wow. Despite living 40 miles apart in Ohio, the two men are determined to keep the survivors' flames burning. Fill in the massive gap of years with life stories. Ron occasionally makes appearances at schools to teach young people about his experiences. Good for them. I try to teach them not to hate and to have a lot of hope and believe in yourself. This is what I did. This is how I survived because I believe in myself. Um, one of the things I thought it was interesting, and I think this is a common thread probably, people who survived the horrors of the Holocaust said that what they, how they revenge themselves against Adolf Hitler, they live long, successful lives, and they have a lot of kids, grandkids, and great-grandkids. That's awesome. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Good morning to you. Good to have you along. I am Joe, and I'll tell you what, I uh, had a recent uh, run-in with a squirrel, and so we're doing squirrel stories, I thought. I mean, because you always hear about people and things and squirrels and stuff. Maybe I should just kept him in. Maybe I should have locked him in the house, you know, and he'd be a pet or something, like some people say. Um, there's been accounts, like Kelly said, her daughter was three. She thought the, the daughter thought there was only one squirrel in the area, and she was convinced every squirrel she saw was her squirrel, and nothing could convince her otherwise, so she talked to all of them as though they were beloved pets, and oddly, they stopped and listened to her chatter. They probably thought that she was going to give them some food or something, a snack or something like that. That's what I'm thinking. It was a long time before anyone could convince her that she wasn't seeing her Squirrel. How do you know? <laughs> Can't prove it, right? We have a lot of squirrels in the yard. We have chipmunks in the yard. Um, and so that's the thing. And, the, and he chewed through the screen. So we had to get a tougher screen. But like I said, maybe I should just let him inside and curl up by the fireplace. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. We never know what's going to make us fall apart, right? We don't know what's around the corner there. Absolutely. But we know one thing, the sun is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, 
Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. Powerful words there in the Bible, Colossians in chapter 1 there. Pretty cool. Mm-mm-mm-mm. He is a put back together King of kings and Lord of lords, and he loves you. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.